This is Moss Eisley Tower. We are tracking you. Head for Bay 35. Over. Copy that. Locked in for 35. Welcome to the Docking Bay 35 podcast. We're but a humble hanger here on the desert planet of Tatooine. Welcome to Transmission 4, and I'm your host, Vinny. And I'm your plunk droid enthusiast, Sharon. Plunk, plunk. I'll try and find that sound bite. Um, well, Sharon, kind of a weird scenario here. Uh, this is our first two-parter, I guess. We did it. Yeah. We've done an arc. Uh, oh, yeah, oh. we're doing it. Yeah. All right. And, yeah. Um. Uh. Oh. Oh, well, today we'll be talking about the last part <laughs> of the malevolence arc. Um, let's do it. Yeah. All right. So let's get straight into it. So episode four, it's destroy malevolence. It's written. It's written by Brian O'Connell and, or er, directed by Brian O'Connell and written by Tim Burns. Um, basically, the gist of it is is that Padme and C three PO are taken hostage by General Deep Grievous. Um, as the malevolence is being slowly destroyed um the ship is so large that uh, regardless of how many hits it takes that it's not going down but there's uh but the hyperspace um engine is basically like broken and so there's no way that they can run it's basically like a proto like episode eight kind of vibe where it's just oh. a bunch of ships right it's kind of other. almost dead in the water yeah yeah so and it has like... that kind of but the table, how the tables have turned, where the good guys are the ones opening fire on the ship. Well, you'd think so, but then, but then for some reason, Padme is like, "I gotta do democracy." I gotta democracy uh, so hard right now. Puppetine said to be on a secret mission from Alderaan. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and then she, and so she ends up in the middle of the battlefield, is taken hostage. And then Anakin and Obi-Wan sneak aboard the ship and rescue Padme. There's so much fighting. Um, and then basically I believe like Padme and Anakin like reprogram the ship to like hyperdrive straight into a moon. Um, and then General Grievous runs away. Yep. Beautiful. That's the, that's the episode. Fantastic. So, um, let's get in. Huh? <laughs> I, I can't so I can't help myself but bring up the fact that in this episode Obi-Wan Kenobi and General Grievous meet on the battlefield a few times and like uh, towards like the end uh, they're uh, encountering each other I believe at the hyperdrive this is towards the end but I had to start at the end just to say General Grievous said hello there so now <laughs> Obi-Wan being the sassy oh, he is in episode 3 is like hello there at their final meeting. Ah, oh, beautiful. It's like poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> it's like poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Amazing. Wow. Um, yeah, that that's just easily one of my favorite callbacks. And then oh. Obi-Wan being a boss and being like, Droidica, screw you and your force fields. And pushing them like Beyblades. With the force. With the force. Yeah, there's some really cool, um, it's like primo General Grievous here being so cool. Oh, uh, well, let's get into the fortune cookie of this episode. 
It goes, a plan is only as good as those who see through it. In my personal opinion, I think this is totally like a callback to, you know, like Palpatine being the master of puppets, of constantly being one step ahead of himself. That doesn't yeah, sound too not... hard. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not super obvious, but like the only reason why Padme is here in this situation is because Palpatine sends her on a mission. Though I find it really funny that like Padme like gets a bad like job from Palpatine and then like nearly dies and then comes back and is like, that was weird. Right? What happened? You sent me out to do this. Oh, sorry, you know how those spies can go. Probably out there selling spice and stuff. Oh, clenches pearls. I don't know. I just I think Padme's like more smarter than that, though. I don't know. I hope I'd hope so, but this is the same woman who is just like my heart. You're breaking it, and then yeah, fifteen sad, minutes I later think. into the movie, is dead. R.I.P. Padme. Ah, oh, I'm sorry for everything. Um, I have this idea of reading a random fortune cookie every episode. Well, until okay. we run out of fortune cookies. What do you think? Okay, sure. What fortune? Do you have a fortune cookie for us today? I do. Are you ready to hear it? It's a really okay. bad one. Sure. The greatest risk is not taking one. Are you ready for those lucky numbers, everyone? Daily number picks! Pew, 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 pew! 2-11. Alright, I don't know if that'll be a good one. Let us know! You could always email us at DockingBay35 at gmail.com You can also follow us on the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at DockingBay35. Oh, That's the business! So wow, the look at me getting the business in. Mm. Alright, well, I mean, now that we sort of, like, talked about the broad strokes of the episode, like, what's, um, what are, what's your favorite part about it? Mmm, well, my favorite part, like I said earlier, was, like, everything that, like, Obi-Wan did, where, like, it starts with him, like, trying his best to, like, save C-3PO. But then, like, he's using the Force, and you're like, oh, yeah, Obi-Wan's about to levitate C-3PO's butt to safety. And then, nope, he gets hit by another train. Like, oh, man. This is hilarious. Wait. This is great. Like, who made this? Oh, yeah, that's right. George Lucas and Dave Filoni. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's talk about, like, the interior of the Malevolence. So, like... So, like, this ship is, like, supposed to be pretty large. Like, it's on the scale of, like, a Star Destroyer, I'm assuming. And, like, it's so large that um, there's, like, this interconnected train system that, like, takes you from place to place. Um, I actually remember reading in The Lost Stars that, like, Star Destroyers have time zones because they're so freaky large that, like, to, like, cro like to, like, have multiple people, like, in like each one like it that like one would be like an hour ahead of the other in terms of just like time and coordination and coordination like within it so I, I think it's like really cool that um that that like the story um 
or that the writers like took the time to like think about like well i mean how do they transport themselves or coordinate or like what's inside of these ships um lots of trains choo choo a lot of choo choo um i just think that it's like really it's really thoughtful in a way that like you don't think about and it also like just creates like a really fun like it, it must be really really fun as like a like just in terms of like choreography to to have so much of the switching of the trains um i mean it's great my... they literally they're, they're skipping across trains at one point it's just like how are you doing how are you keeping up with the jedi padme but also congrats on keeping up with the jedi padme i mean padme has been trained like her whole life she's like a pretty True. cool person i don't Coolest know queen yeah I mean, yeah she was fucking queen um but yeah I, um, my favorite, my favorite train, my favorite part of the train. My favorite, is... train. <laughs> my favorite train. I like trains. Engine. No, um, my favorite, um, my favorite, like, scene with the train was, like, how General Grievous, like, I think he's, like, just super pissed off, and he's just like, there's no room for failure, gets on a train, and then just <laughs> let any of the B1 droids get on the train, because there's no room for failure. And then the, the train, off. the train is also, like, Mind the gap. Mind the gap. Like, it's just Grievous and then a bunch of droids on this ship. He's actually gonna get on it. That's like, I should probably mind this gap. But I'm not going to. Slip. <laughs> Somebody call Osha. Osha. Um, I really also like to talk about more about, like, the interior. Or, not, like, the interior, but, like, the network within, like, this giant ship. Like, it also makes me, like... A, uh, so like so Padme she like breaks um like she like crash lands into the malevolence right and like you know sets like a bunch of like fires and then these like cute <laughs> little B1 firefighter droids they're doing like, their are, like, fist it's my time and like <laughs> they have like that I was like, trained for this <sighs> oh they have like little neon yellow paint to delineate themselves from the other B1 droids. Oh, sure. Thought. This is why we need a 3D printer. So we could make that firefighter droid and be Aww. the most ridiculous prop makers in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sharon, um, how do you feel about Padme being, like, super conveniently placed in the right place at the right time at the perfect moment for Grievous to, like, take her ship with his tractor beam. Yeah, I think it's um like sort of to touch back on what you were saying about how Palp Palpatine is so clearly orchestrating things and he's like orchestrating things not just like in like the broadest sense of like the clone wars but even in the nuances of this arc. Like if you notice, like Palpatine is the one that calls Anakin and says like, "Hey, you should give up on rescuing Plo Koon." Um You'll notice that the episode before, um, it's Palpatine, um, or really uh, Darth Sidious, that is um, providing guidance to General Grievous and Count Dooku on where the medical center even is. And so it's it's sort of interesting how how it's like it almost seems heavy-handed because we know so much about about the story um, much earlier than like the characters do, but. It, it's just really funny how often for for somebody who like has like little to like maybe like two seconds worth of screen time in this in this arc how much he is influencing and and orchestrating like the entire arc 
the master of puppets. Insert a little bit of the like thirty seconds. Really good song. Um, yeah, no, so like I love that though. Like you see the Papa like really taking control. He's like, my ship. Can I lose it? Should I lose it? Kind of like playing himself almost. Like he, it's kind of like a cat and mouse game the whole time where like Tom is just like, I'm gonna get you, Jerry. I get you, but like you know, it's Palpatine <laughs> getting himself every time. It's like that one Pixar, you know that old Pixar short where it's like this old man playing chess against himself? Yes, insert meme from last episode. Yes, definitely. I love that meme. Good on that meme. Um, hot. Uh, I mean, this, this all to say though, it's not like that Padme like sticks to the script. Like she's just like just leave me to die! Right, like, no, like, just do it. End him now, like... And she's just like, I'm gonna bring down as many people as I can on this ship. A whole, just, a whole ass ship? Do you see how big this ship is? Yeah, definitely. She's brave. I see, like, how, like, letting go, like, is a Almadala thing and not a Skywalker thing. Well, I mean, it's not even so much letting go. I think she's just as hard-headed as Anakin is, and that's exactly why they end up <laughs> they're in a perfect relationship for each together. Other. They're yeah. perfect in the sense that they're both, like, really stupid headstrong um, right. in a way that, like, just, like, they can't see what's in front of them because they're just, like... My feelings! Not even feelings, though. Like, I think Padme just has, like, this intense sense of duty that, like, supersedes, like... Things that, like, you know, would help her, like, you know, like, not getting in a relationship with, like, this weird Jedi boy that, like, I mean, clearly is a fascist. Right, and very clearly, like, killed people. Not just the men, but the women <laughs> and the children, también. También. Uh, because he doesn't like sand. Or yeah. its people. I don't know. Like, uh, I, I feel so conflicted about it because, like, they do try and, like, show Anakin and Padme's relationship together. Um, like, it, there's, like, this part where, like, everyone's on everyone's on a different train car, but Anakin and Padme are in, like, the same train car and they have, like, a moment of silence in, like, a tunnel. Right. A tender gives, moment. A tender moment. A tenderoni moment. Oh, a tenderoni. Um, and, and it's like it's like I feel like it's a callback to episode two right before they get into the arena, you know, or they're like in this tunnel and there's like you know, and and they're both like being like moved by by a force that like isn't controlling where they're moving, and like, and they just like had this moment where they kiss. Um, right? Oh, did they kiss? I can't remember. Is it like a little besito, like a? I think it's just a little besito. I don't know. Um, or maybe I'm just thinking of episode two. <laughs> no, that's but... definitely episode three, because there are no choo-choos in episode two. Um, I definitely love the fact that, like, even though, like, this is totally a droid facility, there are still, like, some OSHA violations being taken care of. Um, yeah, so, like, I don't you know. You act like these droids have, like, rights and stuff. I that's I you have a point. 
like like L three wasn't fighting for nothing. Maybe. Right, Grievous was like he wasn't the like patron saint of droid kind. That is C three PO, leader of the uh, droid uprising. Since L three three is now a ship, or something. Man, Han Solo is such a weird movie. Han um, Solo is such a weird movie. I can't wait to talk about that one. No, uh, I know. But in the meanwhile, like, yeah, General Grievous is just a really shitty boss. It's just Definitely, so like smacking people around, being benev, but a uh, an anti benevolent god. He's just like smash, smash. <laughs> He's just like, I don't care. Get me another one. I know. <laughs> I feel like it's like that, like ten percent of like still being like an organic being, like just makes him not get like the right a spiteful enjoyed. being at that. Yeah, maximum spite. Maximum spite overload. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Do you <laughs> like General Grievous? Like, I always thought he was uh, cool, like in terms of character, like not character, but like character design. I had, like, a weird introduction to General Grievous. Like, I remember playing him in Lego Star Wars. Uh-huh. And they'd be like, oh, so cool. And, like, Clone Wars, the 2003 version. Uh, is it the just Gendy Tartakovsky one? Yeah, the Gendy Tartakovsky version. And, like, being yeah. like, oh, he's so cool. And then watching um, episode three and being like, oh, he's so cool. And then like, then learning what the middle bits and being like, oh, he's, he's pretty cool. Like, he's got a twirly mustache. I don't dislike you, but you're evil. I don't know. What do you mean do I like him? I don't know. I mean, like, I, like, because I remember distinctly as a kid, like, really, really liking him, like, thinking that he just looks so cool. I mean, like, in my mind, like, if you have, like, more than two lightsabers, like, you're already, like, the coolest boy. Like, four lightsabers. And you can hold them all at the same time. You don't have to put one in your mouth. Like, that's, that's pretty cool. And like, I mean, also, just... like, Cal Kestis has two lightsabers. It is pretty cool. But yeah, not, but like... can he wield four of them at the same time and make them all helicoptery? I'm pretty sure if he cracked his lightsaber crystal a few more times, he could if he wanted to. No, 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 Vinny, no. As a child, like General Grievous was like one of the coolest things in Star Wars, but like now as an adult, I just see this guy who like is right mean breaks OSHA violations. No, nah, and he's got bronchitis. <laughs> he's gotta get that cough checked out, man. He's and a wheeze. Like I also have a wheeze. I I I have asthma. So like sometimes I also sound like General Grievous. Um, but, I don't know. Yeah. Do you want to start wrapping up the malevolence arc? Uh I, oh okay okay wait before before we wrap up I really want to talk about um so while I was trying to do research for this episode um. I found this really old interview from... This interview is on theforce.net. Um, and maybe in the show notes we can include this link. But it's um, it's the... an interview with Dave Filoni and Henry Gilroy. And it's... The interview is, like, during, like, the middle of season one. So it's, like, really, really early on. And it's it's, like, really interesting. Like, it's really insightful in terms of just... 
um, like what the workflow was in the early seasons of the Clone Wars. Um, like like the Ryloth arc didn't even come out yet. Like there was still so much that like wasn't completely shown. But one thing that was interesting about it is that um, they were talking about the Malevolence arc and they were talking about how specifically, why don't I just go ahead and read it? So in this excerpt, it says, in the original final draft script of Destroy Malevolence, Captain Panaka was with Padme and captured by Grievous. Grievous brutally murdered Panaka and George really liked, George Lucas, really liked how we did it and approved it. But alas, when the producer demanded the script to be rewritten, it was without Panaka. That version also included a lightsaber duel between Plo and Grievous on the exterior of the Malevolence in space. And that was freaking awesome. But don't get me going. <sighs> How do you feel about that? I'm glad George Lucas didn't decide to actually kill off Panaka because he's like one of the cool captains. Um, he's like the only other black guy in the prequels besides Mace Windu. Oh, thank you, George. Letting us people of color live. Much appreciated. No, um, we, should, we should thank thank this nameless producer. Right. Oh, thank you, so... nameless producer. <laughs> That's so messed up. But I think it's so funny because, like, I I, I like how like we think that, um, you know, that like the first couple of seasons of like the Clone Wars are pretty kitty, and then it like starts amping up to be really dark, and that's when oh. like Pre Vizsla loses his head or whatever. Right. But a whole in reality... conference room loses their heads at some point. <laughs> But in reality, Dave Filoni has always been like this. Yeah. <laughs> I just want this to suffer. I mean, it's he, just that the producers I've... didn't give him enough right. credit at the beginning. And honestly, I'm grateful a little. I wish I had a Dave Filoni impersonation, but like, yeah, I'd assume he'd be like, mm, I need more destruction. And can we do that? It's just George Lucas. Oh, oops. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well. Wow, throwback, TheForce.net. I used to listen to your podcast many, many years ago. Um, oh, did they have a podcast? I think Let's invite they, them. They did at some point. I don't know what happened. I just kind of stopped listening. Um, I know, Aww. maybe I should get back Vinny, into it. Vinny, you've been exposed. Oh, no. You've been exposed. JK, Vinny, you, you have a lot of things on your plate. Yeah, like, you know, uh... The Rogue Rebels, and, uh... Also, like, being, like, the leader of, like, Mandos for, like, a solid, like, years is... You're right. Anyway. And the Blue Harvest podcast. That's where my attention goes. Well, anyway, shout out to the Force.net. This was, like, pew, a really pew, great pew, interview, pew, 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 and I totally... I totally recommend that people read it. If not, just to, like, read the hilarity and, like... Um, sort of like get like a inside scoop into it's like what what things were like before the Clone Wars really got amped up. It's, right, it's not only amped up. George was like, yeah, it's totally cool to kill off everybody. <laughs> um, all right. Um, Alrighty. well, I guess so... we're halfway through the episode and we should uh take a break. Yeah. Pew, pew, this pew. episode was sponsored by Spotchka. Mmm, Spotchka. Drink more of it at the Moss Eisley Cantina. Glug, glug, glug. Droids are not welcome. 
And now, time for some corrections. Sorry about the mess. Sorry, sir. Excuse me. Um, Sharon. Yeah. Do you remember last episode when you were like, "Yeah, the Wolf Pack, the two hundred fourteenth battalion." No, 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 Vinny, Vinny, Vinny. Because I, I did not say, you know, the Wolf Pack, the two hundred. I said like maybe. No. Oh, okay. Well. Anyways. Yeah. It was a the hundred and fourth battalion, Dang. that that was the wolf pack. I yeah, think two hundred and twelfth is yeah. isn't that Cody's battalion? That's Cody and Obi Wan's battalion, definitely. Dang. Okay, two hundred and twelfth Cody's battalion, five hundred and first. That's um, that's Anakin's. I think thirty fourth is Ayla Secure and Bly. Oh, there's so many numbers. I know. I know, but uh, it's okay. That's why we have this segment, Sharon. Yeah, that's we're learning. We're learning the numbers as we go. We know P1 some of the numbers. Sometimes you just get them mixed up. Sometimes you just gotta save things on your hard drive of your mind under miscellaneous Star Wars file, and <laughs> it'll pop up eventually after some siphoning, siphoneas. Um, Let's get into rookies. This is the first of a handful of episodes that are exclusively clones and yes! clones. Um which wow. 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 Wow, clones. You've made a few Spotify playlists dedicated to a few clones. Oh no, don't don't expose me, Vinny. Um <laughs> Yeah, Email us I, at talkingbay 35 if you would like to link. <laughs> if you'd like to expose Sharon. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so if you um, if you don't already know the episode, um, so Rookies, it's directed by Justin Ridge and written by Stephen Melching. So the same guy that written uh, Part of Malevolence. Um, and to summarize, there's like a, basically a bunch of handful of rookie clones um, that's from the Domino Squadron that are on, like, um, Rishi Outpost, and they're suddenly attacked by several droid commandos um, and totally ambushed, and it's, like, basically just a bunch of clones having to fend for themselves while Obi-Wan and Anakin bicker about something. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, like, about these, like, new, shiny rookie clones um, trying to figure it out in the universe, and it's... Um, it's like one of the first episodes where you really get to just see particularly Fives, um, Rex, and Cody like all have like a distinct personality um, and start realizing that these are characters that, that can just sort of hold like episodes and like stories on their own. Um, and that's really cool. I don't know. How do you feel about the rookies? Mm, well, it's awesome to see like shinies get all battle hardened and stuff but like I loved how clever the clones have to be like Yoda straight up says in ambush like you could outthink these clones you could outthink these droids you're clones you know so it's good to see like the opposite side of that where like the clones are actually like outsmarting the heck out of these combat and commando droids um sorry um yeah so I do like wonder like was this like a palpatine plan or was this a 
Grievous plan because it's totally reads off to me as like mustache twirling. <laughs> I'm gonna get their home planet on the first go. Um, feels to it, you know. Oh yeah, it totally gives me Grievous vibes. This is not well planned. <laughs> like, uh, like on on both ends though. Like, oh, oh okay, okay, okay. Let's let's sort of get into it. A wait, bit before more. before we get oh, to that, oh, the fortune wait. cookie. Oh, the fortune cookie. Okay, so the fortune cookie for this episode is the best confidence builder is experience. I feel like oh, Rex oh. totally wrote that. Rex totally oh. wrote this episode. Uh, Rex is the saving everything. grace this whole time. Um, all right, so today's... Oh, no. Well, not today's uh, fortune cookie, but the now random fortune cookie. Here we go. It's just as bad as the first. Be direct. Usually... One can accomplish more that way. <laughs> Your lucky numbers are 24, 23, 2, 27, 21, 18. Um, yeah, so diving into that, totes, I 100% agree with you. Like, that's probably, like, Rex probably heard that quote somewhere in the galaxy and is like, I'm gonna make my own version. Experience outranks everything um yeah well i mean i think it's it, it's sort of interesting right because like it's it's all about like these clones that start off like as these test tube babies that act exactly the same and that it's not until like they experience things that they create an identity for themselves only in what happens to them and what they choose to let happen in front of them um like, it's, like, a really interesting, like, idea of, like, and I think this is why I love the clones so much, is that, like, so much of them is, like, self-made in terms of who they are as people, um, because they literally have no, like, they have no culture except for the culture that they create themselves, and, like, it's even interesting that they, like, have their own language, like, shiny is, like, a vernacular that's only specific to the clones, and um like defective it's like another one that they right. that they specifically say like defective shiny clinkers like it's i don't know like and and i really like and i think like the thing is is that when i watched the clone wars like i watched it when i was in college i was trying to figure myself out and who i was as a person and i think it was just so heartening to see these <laughs> admittedly fictional characters but i don't know like um these fictional characters that literally were born to do one thing and to serve like a utilitarian purpose Murder. But, but jedi but still creating like uh it's on like the Hold small on, like limited you liked for a sec Internet is weird. One day we'll just be able to record face to face, but for now, we live so far away from each other. Um, so I'm gonna edit that the best I can. Um, okay. Oh, Sharon, do you like the like fact that we get to see a little bit of how like the ranking works between the clones, though? Like we see like a deck officer with like. A, binoculars macro binoculars and then we see like a sergeant who has like really bushy white eyebrows oh the bushiest he definitely looks like a sergeant right it sounded more like one i don't know how 
Um, I I don't know how D. Bradley Baker was like. I could totally do a sergeant voice, but also Django Fett's voice. Watch me. Yeah, yeah. He uh, D. Bradley Baker. I mean, I feel like any clone episode, like we're we're just gonna like say how much like. He, he's amazing. He's gorgeous. He looks like Linda Evangelista. He's like a model. <laughs> he could go out in his underwear and we could be like, uh, anyways. Um, but yeah, no, I'd like to keep it on. <laughs> um. I'd like to keep it on. Yeah, no, Um. He he's so talented in terms of just being able to like stay within the con the constraints of like sounding like uh, vaguely like Tamara Morrison. Right. And um, and still having so much like so many different personalities, um, like every character felt distinct, um, but still related and and connected to each other. And like it only gets better. Like if... I had actually seen somewhere where somebody had compiled all the different clones that like, he did voices for, and it's just uh-huh. like a giant like panorama of like a bunch of clones that he separately voiced. Like, they probably said yes, sir, about that many times. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and, like, it's really funny, too. Like, I had the privilege to meet him, and you were there. Um, I was. We, uh, I think, at the Rebels. um, So, Lucasfilm, like, invited a couple of fans to go out into the Presidio um, to see um, the like the premiere of season two of rebels and and that was like the premiere when the clones were like back um and yeah. so we watched like the first three episodes of that and the clones are back there. yeah star yeah. wars and is I, back i remember um having the privilege like after the interview to to like go up to him and talk to him a little I, yeah I felt him really bad, and though. dave filoni i think we got I, to hug both of them yeah, we did. We touched them. I Though, touched I will the say... butt. Just kidding. I wish. I should have. Um... <laughs> I feel sort of bad, though, because I feel like we mobbed them. Like, mm... I don't think they had a choice to leave. Because I noticed I that every other premiere, they... they yeah, they I know. Away. I feel it. I get what you're saying. Like, I just hope that they get, like, it's all out of love. I'm so lost without you. Dave Filoni, um... why don't you return my calls? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but but yeah, D. Bradley Baker. I remember. Okay, okay. So to get back to the point, um, uh, when we had the privilege to meet him, like he was just so humble. Like I explained how much like the clones meant and how how much his performance like made me love the clones and made me love Star Wars again in a way that like I didn't think I could, and that like it opened so many opportunities to like meet people, to meet you, Vinny, me. Um, and like, and like a community of, of people, and like yeah, yeah. It, it, drawing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I told them all of this, and he was just like, "Oh, like I just do the voice. Like there's so many other people. Like they they're the animators that like do all the work, and like the audio, and like um, like I'm just like a small part or whatever. And I'm just like I was I was gonna slap him in the face. You like, are. I didn't do that." Important to me. Who <laughs> <laughs> um, said you're not important? He seems like a very nice um, and humble and a kind person to 
so, to so generously humor us nerds. Um, right. And like they stay for the whole episode. They're they're probably early and like late. I'm just glad like we got to go. That was such a good experience and um I can't wait to experience those things with you again. <laughs> you act like I'm dead. <laughs> no, you're just like eight hours away. Eight hours and a half, and that's why I'm like Mm, there's no cops around today. I'm going to go 102. And, and then all my gas is gone and I have to stop at Lost Hills. No, Vinny, stop. <laughs> drive safe. And also... You're um... right, and buckled up. I just got a 12-inch subwoofer for my truck. Fantastic. <laughs> Road trips will be even easier. It'll be like a massage, but for my back. Through sound. Through your ears. <laughs> okay, okay. Alright, alright, let's get oh, into Sharon. the episode. Oh, oh yeah, what? wait, before we get super into the episode, uh Icebreaker? Let's do the icebreaker question. Okay, okay, okay. So in the episode rookies, um Rex impersonates in. a droid and a droid impersonates Roger. a clone. Roger. <laughs> that's a, that's a really good Rex. Um Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, um so besides besides doing a good impression of Rex impersonating a droid, <laughs> what other Star Wars impressions do you have, Vinny? Um so I don't really have good impressions. I just have like impressions where I'm like sitting alone in a car for three hours practicing a little bit. Uh well the main one that I do is Chewbacca? Where it's just yeah. like, oh, sorry. Oh, there's a more, cl there's a clearer video on my personal Instagram if you would like to hear it. At <laughs> uh, the Mendo Kenobi on Instagram. I love how you meticulously work so hard on your Chewbacca impression and like, and like I and, and like I feel like most Star Wars fans can do a pretty decent Chewbacca. Meanwhile, here I am being like, "This is my Chewbacca impression." Ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's Lumpy. Is, is, oh, what's that one? What's that one ah! little Wookie from the the Pad One Gunji? arc? Yes, Gunji. that's that's Gunji. <laughs> um, um, yeah, well, I'm bad at impressions. But I'm I, also I love... bad at impressions. No, like, Vinny. I, I got that... to meet James Arnold Taylor, and he was like, you gotta work on that kid. And I was like, it's okay. I get it. But thank oh, you for your time. Okay, bye. Oh, what a sweetheart. What but a yeah, sweetheart. Yeah. Also a really nice man. I hope to meet him again. Um... Yeah. Where were we? <laughs> okay, okay, <look laughs> we're going to start that okay, episode. Okay. Oh, okay. So briefly, you talked about like um, the like the rankings and stuff. As somebody right. who does not really know anything about the military, um, neither do I. Um, I I was whatever about it. I felt sort of sad for the deck officer. Um, right. But like, I I don't think there's like ever any other moment in which like rank really matters for the clones. Like, right, because experience doesn't matter. Outranks 
everything. Well, yeah, it clearly doesn't <laughs> matter to Rex because he's a captain, but he's like hanging out with like all the commanders or whatever. Right, he's just on that deck, being like, "All right, what's the plan? Uh, can I just go in and blow <laughs> something up? Perfect." I I love how like when when Cody and Rex are like you know checking on outposts and like. Um, something's clearly wrong in the Rishi outpost, and like Cody's just like, "Whatever, you got this." Right. Gonna You're gonna take back. point. I'ma just be the boss here. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. Um, I'm Cody, your new boss. Um. Yeah. No. Like, I love the fact that like you kind of see how like the clones are like, well, they're not Jedi, but they are commanders, and they like salute straight, even for like the sergeant. Um. Anyway, so like, at some point in the episode, the like clo- the clones are listening to the radio, the Grand oh, okay. Army of the yeah, Republic no. broadcast okay. or something. Uh, okay, so <laughs> this is like, uh, I-, I love clones. Okay, so I um, there are a lot of things that are really. While speaking of rank and stuff, like, at some point the clones are listening to like, the Grand Army of the Republic broadcast. Uh, Jared, do you think they had, like, clone DJs? So, uh, yeah, like, I'm I'm so confused and, like, curious about this, and I think I'm the only person that thinks about this too hard, but, like, um, I would imagine that it would have to be droids that are setting up, like, this, this broadcast, because, you know, the DJ was a droid. Right, um, and she was like, mm, hello, clone boys. Oh, God, yeah. Why are there sexy robots? I mean, we know why there are sexy robots. We know. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, I've always been sort of confused by that, though, because, like, the clones do seem generally heterosexual, and, like, they... One of them does, like, marry somebody. Or something has a farm. Yeah, cut lower cut. Um, but yeah, and like they do have pinups of Padme on some of their ships. Ooh, risky. Though I've always thought that the Kaminoans would be like smart enough to be like, they're clones. They don't need. Or, they're clones. They don't need sex drives. Hello. They don't but... need sex drives. <laughs> Why? It's I. <laughs> Why is your knowledge saying still this is not fire? I don't understand. Because I am the supreme knowledge <laughs> with the twenty yard neck. I need a building to stabilize it. Um <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. Well, okay, here, okay, we're gonna okay, go. No, okay, Vinny, I we're talking about you. clones, you can't distract me. Okay, so, like, this is something that I've always been sort of curious about about clones, is that um, there's, like, this weird infrastructure that, like, surrounds them. Like, it's not just, like, this broadcast, but in the Fives arc, where, like, you know, Fives, like, goes out and figures out, like, the entire thing or whatever, um, there's, like, a clone bar, but it's, like, a bar that's, like, only for clones, and it's, like, hosted and, like, managed by droids. And I'm just, like, so curious, like, who is paying for this? Who's Probably managing this? Probably Papa like, did... Palpatine. He's like, I gotta take care of my boys. 
eventually they're going to have to do all my hard work for me. I don't think Palpatine cares enough, though. And like, I think he does, though. Like, because he, he's going to need an army. He doesn't decommission yeah, them but right like, away. Ar- like, but Palpatine's not like, like, in order for my plan to work, I have to book a couple of these DJs. <laughs> like, it's a like, some of these, like, shitty Electro songs. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't think so where's, 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 like, where's who, that blue elephant? Where is like, he? Is Where are fat... my boys? <laughs> Minnie. You don't think he's like up in the Palpatine? You don't think Papa Palpatine's up in the Senate being like, I, my boys are working pretty hard. They just <laughs> defeated my plans. I have to take care of them. <laughs> no. Like, Probably I just... not. <laughs> I guess you're right. I'm just so confused. And like, who are the mud jumpers of the 204th? Like can clone can clones call in and like make requests to like songs? Oh my and, like, god! What songs do clones beep, even beep, listen beep, to? Beep. Like, did they? Yeah, this to, is like, the same this is. Tracks? Is it all <laughs> this like is fives from Republic <laughs> propaganda? The five hundred first shout out to the best commander Cody of the two hundred twelve. Uh, I just so want to let you like... know that you beat so much to me, you and Rex. Should I enter some swap music? I could go on. Um, <laughs> no, but like, I'm still so confused. Like, I still have so many questions. Like, like for example, like, like who who even suggested this? Was it the Senate? Was it the Jedi? Do the can the Jedi make calls? Can Obi Wan go in and call and be like, I rec- I I dedicate this song to like I just like do they I have dedicate like this clone song to a young girl like, hot on Mandalore. Baby, I never forgot about that night when we were kids. Can the public, like, listen to this, like, radio, too? Is is there anybody in the public that's interested in the clone radio? Like, at what point, like, it's just, like... You you don't think there's, like, that... So so there are people on the real-life Earth who are like, I need to buy this police scanner so I can listen to police frequencies. So I'd assume (laughs) somewhere in the galaxy there's (laughs) one lonely guy out there being like, I gotta listen to this clone radio just in case the space Nazis come. You know? Like, maybe the, maybe a... maybe this is a way... It's kind of like, uh... uh like... NPR, you know? But in space. No! Yeah, exactly! Like, do they have clone interviews? Do clones, like, call senators and then be like, hey, do you want to come on our... On our podcast interview for the clone radio. <laughs> like, I like. Is there a clone journalist? I. Is there like a defective probably. clone who's like he doesn't want to be a janitor in like Camino, and so he he goes and becomes a clone journalist? Is. Meanwhile, I maybe. Uh, maybe. I just. Um, I don't uh, know. I, uh. I, I, <laughs> This this keeps me up at night, Vinny. Like, oh I sure. Call okay, people who like actually listen to this podcast, like, please come in with your thoughts and like, please. Your, We're your lonely. I no, it's not even loneliness, Vinny. Like, I just need to know more about the clone radio and like who these people are and where did I, they come from? Where's their I budget? Just, what is their budget? I bet you it's better than the current this NPRs. Is, this is just as mind. Do you do they have like fundraisers? Like, hey, donate, hey, clone, donate now if you want to continue your clone radio. 
Yeah, okay, okay, like, but this goes back to, like, clone, like, benefits. Like, do clones have money? Like, do clones get credits? I didn't because... see them paying for things in the bar. They're just kind of yeah. like, put it on the Republic. I mean, that's literally a clone says that. Yeah, because, like, do they have an allowance? Like, when, they, when they're, like, on breaks or, like, on shifts back in, like, Coruscant or Camino, like... Is there like some kind of system of currency where they could go buy outside things or can they only buy things at clone venues? Like, can they only go to a clone bar? Are they not allowed at other people's bars like a normal person bar? Oh, like, so like, are they allowed to leave? Like, say they're on leave on Coruscant. Are they allowed to leave like the Jedi Temple or like I assume yeah, the Senate building? Exactly, like, like, what is their life like? I, like, and this is something that, like, weirdly has fascinated me, and that literally fascinates no one else, and it just, uh, like, um... Oh, Sherrod, like, it's fascinating me now. Now I'm invested. <laughs> now I need to know. I need answers. I mean, Dave, well, I mean, like, please I hear my call. That... I'm calling to you through the Force. But I think oh. it's, like, it's, it's not that it's, like, oh. fascinating in the sense that... <laughs> Dave... Dave, if we need answers. No, JK. No, I don't need answers from Dave Filoni, honestly. Because, like, I think at the end of the day, like, all of these questions, like, sort of get to, like, the point of, like, what the clones are, and which the clones are in this, like, confusing, weird space where we do think of them as people, and I think the Jedi, like, on the surface think of them as people, but they're not thought of as people enough where they could like own their own things or that they could occupy their own spaces and the fact that these things don't go questioned i think is more compelling than if they are but at the same time like i don't know i like i think about this a lot and and more than most people and i mean you, um, you did get like a degree in like some a field that like would overlook this category like hmm this has a budget of this uh, you do not know what an economics degree is, but that's okay. No one uh, does. You've tried to explain you. it to me like for the last like five years of our relation our relationship, but I still I still don't get it. But I'm just like okay. she knows money and how the no, world works. Not... It's great. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, sort of. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this is not an economics podcast. We're not on Freakonomics. We're not on Planet Money. Let's get back into the episode. I mean, but, do you I mean, think we could, like, email them and be like, Hey! So, I have a question. Do you watch Star Wars? Do you ever wonder, like, how their government worked and how funding for, like, this Republic Radio went? <laughs> I specifically want to know, from <laughs> episode 5 of the Clone Wars animated TV show, the 3D one, JK. Where did the say. money come from? This all to say, I this is something that weirdly fascinates me, and that nobody, I would really love to know that other people think about this too. Anyway, so we should we should probably move forward. I I spent too much time talking about this. You're right. Uh, we're about fifty minutes into the episode at this point. Oh God. Okay. So for, <laughs> okay. So um, so one thing that I was also sort of curious about is like how much how much quote-unquote older is Rex and Cody relative to, like, the Domino Squad? Because um, they act like they're so old, but I think they're <laughs> only, like, a year older. You know what I mean? I mean, I, like, they're they... all, like, one or two at this point. Like, I don't think any of them are much older than uh, any other clone, you know? So, like, I think Rex saying, like, experience outbreaks everything. 
was like saying to like people like fives or like even heavy like you may have lower numbers than me but I've seen more of war you know, <laughs> that's a bad that's a bad Rex impersonation I don't even know who that was I can't I can't tell though if fives and heavy are necessarily um lower numbers because I know that okay so Rex's um number is CT seven five six seven. And then Cody's, I believe, is two 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 four. Um, so fives, he actually mentions this in this episode that he's not five 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 five. He's actually two two seven five 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 five. Oh. So the implication then is that like maybe Cody and Rex are in like the first four digits, and then Domino Squadron is actually not in the is not in the same bracket. Like they only use like the last four of their I of their like numbers or whatever but like really they're they're like in the five to yeah five digits or five right. to six digits right um, oh i see what you're saying so like i mean they 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 would probably be maybe like not that much older like we're not that far into the clone wars at this point or at least i don't think so yeah, yeah, like, they can't, they can't, like, at the end of the day, like, they're not actually that far apart from each other, which I think is so funny, because, like, Rex is just so cocky in this episode, and he's so cocky in, like, the early seasons, where he's just, like, <laughs> you... He is learning my name from is, Anakin. My name is Rex, but you could call me Captain or Sir. <laughs> and my name's Cody, your oh, new God. boss. It's so funny. It's so good. Um, well, I don't know. Like, speaking of Cody, Obi Wan loves that man. He's just like, good man, that Cody. Like, I trust him. If there was a problem, he'd call. <laughs> I love how Anakin, like, and and Obi Wan bicker about who has the better clone. He's just like it's Anakin. Cody. I think at some point he's like, like Rex is probably super annoyed at Cody because <laughs> he keeps on like giving him, like, all these dumb quotes and rules, and, like... <laughs> Boring uh, him with, uh, protocol, and, like... Yeah! <laughs> oh, God. That's so funny. I love that banter, and I, it, like, I They wonder... totally grew up with their dads. Like, Cody became Obi-Wan, and Rex became Anakin. Like, that cockiness yeah. is totally just because Rex has been hanging out with Papa Anakin. Oh, that's such a good point, though. Yeah, yeah, I, um, yeah, I definitely get that vibe, and I just, but at the same time, like, I feel like Cody and Rex have, like, such, like, a wonderful friendship that is never, like, really, like, it's, it's never very explicit, because, like, they don't have that many lines between each other, and when they do, it's mostly, like, you're right, you know, like, right. not, get off the platform! Know, it's not like they have, like, meaningful conversations that, like, get, um, that are like in this show or whatever, but um... oh, this episode also has a really cool scene. Speaking of the platform, um, so like the BX series commando droids are like trying to like they the plan like the trap has been set. Cody and like Rex are just like dunce on that platform, and like they ambush them, and uh, you uh, one of the BX commando droids like throws and hucks grenades, like they all do at. Cody and Rex and like there's this scene where like they're looking up into the sky and in their T visor you could like see the grenades. Ah, oh, I love that shot. I love that shot so much. 
Like, whenever, like, you could see things in, like, a T-visor or, like, a visor in general, I'm just like, ooh, ooh, cinematography, yes. Um, I think, um, I, I think they have a similar, no, they do. In The Mandalorian, the final episode, uh, with Baby Yoju, um, he's defending the Mandalorian, so, or they're defending the Mandalorian from fire, and then, like, you could see the fire, like, glaring in the Mando's helmet. Same vibes. Hot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, so the BX battle droids, uh, they got some tough armor. Uh, yeah, I think BX battle droids, like, I think they're what the droid army should have been composed of. They're just, Yeah, like, they must be really... really expensive because, like, surprise, surprise, we don't see them very often. Unless, like, we need, like, to take out a lot of clones. Yeah, like, I wonder, like, what the upsell is, like, in terms of credits, like, how much more, like, a uh, a B1 is to, like, a BX. Like, in the BX, they just, like, seem really competent. They get swords. Right. B1s don't get swords. Can they stop a lightsaber? I Have we seen that ever? Uh, I don't know, because... They don't fight anybody with a lightsaber in this episode. You're right. I mean, we're also um, watching this as like the, on the order of fight. like release date, so like we'll get there we'll, when we finish watching our rewatch. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll definitely have that in our back pocket. Um, R.I.P. Sarge. R.I.P. Sarge. Yeah. So Sarge dies. Rex and Cody they like fall and like. Um, the Domino Squadron escape, and then... Meanwhile, uh, there's a Twi'lek picture hanging on the wall. Um, Yeah, no, this is what I'm getting at with, like, the whole, like, it's weird how, like, the clones have, like, a sex drive. It makes no sense to me. I mean, do you think they went to some Twi'lek healing baths at some point? I don't think they could have, like, they can't afford to. What do you mean they couldn't afford it? Pop Palpatine got them. I don't believe this theory where Palpatine, like, cares enough to, like... My like, boys need to pay have some... For... They're, they're pretty tense. They just took back Geonosis <laughs> for a second time. We need to send to some Twi'lek Hilly Baths, you know? This is a real thing. I don't believe you. Anyways, um, that's all to say. I'm very confused. Um, And then, so, like, they, they escape... Only for cut up to die. Like he gets eaten by an eel. You. Yep. He gone. It's so sad. Um. R.I.P. And then, oh, you know what's interesting? So like, I never noticed this until like watching rookies again. This like this time around. But um, so like, so in this, so like, rewinding a bit before when they're like on the bridge or whatever. Um, and, and, like, there's a droid that is dressed up as a clone, and, like, you know, the droid's, like, dressed up as a clone is just, like, eat warp, I'm a clone, everything is fine, you should go home now, kind of thing. It, like, I didn't realize <laughs> that, like, this is, like, that this is, like, foreshadowing to Ibarra. Ooh. I like the idea, remember? Because, yes. like, so, like, the whole thing with the Ambara arc was that um, the clones were convinced that droids had murdered the clones and then donned the armor 
And like, I wonder. Right, not again. And then it's just like the 501st and the 212th meeting in the middle, being like, "Take your sun bottoms off." And like, they're just like, "We're all clothes." Oh, somebody's got some splaining to do. No, but yeah, it's just it's like a really awful pay. Um, it's like a really awful payoff. It's not like poetry. It, it rhymes. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, I just love the fact that, like, Cody and Rex are there to save the day. Like, they they bickering back and forth. They're like, "Man, this would be so much easier if we had a Jedi. It'd just be like the day back on Tabrin. We had a Jedi back on Tabrin, you know. Like, I love like they." They know they don't have the odds with them, or, like, the Force, really, but it was with them the whole time. They used their quit wit to outthink these droids. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think, I think Rex had to have used the Force to, like, shoot that eel, because, like, that was such a cool That was pure thought. skill, baby. But, like, it's a skill that, like, he, like, it's not like he ever has, like, a great <laughs> shoot like that ever again in his I'm sure every time he's line. shooting, he's hitting at least one of the bazillion droids well, on the field a, in the head. He's not a fucking <laughs> stormtrooper, but, I mean, at the same time, like, uh, like I feel like I feel like the clones only have one moment to be cool in, in the Clone Wars, and then all the other cool moments go to the Jedi. Which makes sense, because, like, the Force or whatever. Who invited but... Chopper? Um, no, but I hear what you're saying. Uh, like, I mean, Rex, at the end of the day, did save that clone. And I'm just glad, like, he's uh, a good no, shot with dead. that carbine rifle. Cut up's dead. No, I'm not talking yeah, about cut up. He saved the rest of the clones because that worm oh. came out of nowhere. And he was just like, pow, we have to get this episode rolling. Yeah. You know, okay, so something that I never noticed until now in Rookies is that, like, so you know how he, like, touches, like, the the eye of the eel, and then he's all like, my name is Rex, but you could call me Captain Rooster. And, like, he explains, like, what shinies are and how, like, those are, like, the new clones that haven't experienced anything. And, like, he touches, like, so, like, his hand is, like, covered in eel blood, and he, like, touches Echo's armor, and, like, Echo has that handprint for, like, the rest of his, like, Oh yeah, like, it's stained until the there. Citadel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what? that's not going anywhere. <laughs> that's so rude. I can't believe. I Echo mean, in real life, like, if somebody were if somebody were to like do that to like an armor build that I've made, I'd be a little pissed. But if I were like you know a clone in the Clone Wars with standard issue clone armor, and then like a legendary clone captain. Just so happens to touch my chest, I'd be a little <laughs> accepting, you know. I mean, I don't know. I think it's rude, Rex. <laughs> you were too cocky. I don't think he would have done that in like season five. Just like oh, after he's learned a few more, after he's gotten a little more experience. Yeah, a little bit more humility. <laughs> um, and like, uh, I love, I love how so like when they infiltrate like the area and Rex does his um his like his droid impersonation like 
um he's just like i like i want to like go in first and take lead and rex is just like i'm always first kid like oh it's like such a child in this it's it's almost it's it's almost i'm like, always funny. first kid yeah like i i he called him kid but like he's not that much older than yeah him. oh boy yeah and and like i just like yeah like early season clones like especially without the jedi that like i feel like the jedi like almost make them like more like you know on point and like on brand all the time but it's sort of nice in this episode how like the clones can really just interact with each other and like in a way that like is a lot more lax like i think this is the really like the first time that we see like cody and rex have like banter and like there's this one part where like echo and fives are like shooting droids in the station and they're fighting over who got the kill like that i shot him first no i did like and it's just and, and like i don't think that they ever have yeah. the opportunity to breathe like that when like the jedi are around which is why i'm all the more grateful for this episode because it it really just goes to show like how young and immature the clones are um and it's they're even basically it's, it's, children they're like two-year-olds yeah. i don't i don't think that they're two-year-olds because well I not think mentally but like because of the programming and stuff, but you know, like they're yeah, not that all... old. They're just made to be soldiers, and it's nice that we get to see them be humans. Humans, yeah. We are not droids. We are clones. We are clones. We are clones, brother. We're not droids. We're men. We're uh... men. Um, oh, the plunk droids! Okay, okay. So they're plunk droids that return, but they, but they um, are are not there to be cute. They're there to get exploded. They're there to get a job done, and they end up saving the republic. Thank I'm you, so plunk sad. droids. Plunk, oh, plunk. I, the true sacrifice, not heavy, <laughs> who who actually sacrificed himself. No, it's the plunk droids. The true plunk. sacrifice. The three of them. Um. Um, I promise you, like, I've watched a few episodes ahead now, and they do make a few comebacks. So, uh, I do hope we could, like, get more plunk action. I know. I mean, I'm I'm the only one that, that's, that seems to really like it. I just, I think they're cute. Um, but also, R.I.P. Heavy. Thank you for your sacrifice. R.I.P. Heavy. God, it's so sad. Like, Domino Squadron, like, already three clones are dead like i think heavy cut up and um well, maybe just heavy cut up well i guess also the the bridge the the bridge officer and sarge wow so many dead clones and such like little time episode i know oh. Anyways, i mean it's um, just like george lucas to be like hey so you want to see war kid and then show us what war really is but only only after you start um, making an episode in which you really humanize, like, the people that die. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, and so they, they explode Rishi Station. Um, they foil General Grievous's plan. And um, Obi-Wan... <laughs> like Obi-Wan Obi and Anakin. Ob <laughs> like, I like how... They congratulate domino squadron or at least what's left of it yeah i think i like how obi-wan specifically only commends like heavy sacrifice but he doesn't like 
commend the sacrifice of Sarge or the line officer. I don't think funny. he specifies by name. I think he was no, gonna. No, he does like... say heavy. He oh, heavy. <laughs> like heavy. Heavy. Not the plunk droids. Just heavy. Not the plunk droids, and definitely not <laughs> the deck officer, but totally not Sarge. <laughs> yeah. It was all um, you two. Thank you, and heavy. JK. Um, but uh. Yeah, and, and then Rex recruits um, the remainder of Domino Squadron into the 501st. Um, I love how Rex is just able to recruit people onto his like garrison so quickly. I wish I could do that for Mando's or for ISD. Yeah, you're like a Rusalor. You should be like, you're exactly the Mando I need in the Harangalar territory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just need to be able to whisper that in. But yeah, that, that's the episode. We did it. Vinny, we did how it. Did you think about the entirety of the episode besides my rant about um clones? Um, well, just like all in all, fantastic episode. <clears throat> Kiss of a cito of approval. <laughs> um, I definitely enjoy like the tender moments we get to see between the clones. Um, between and like moments. how like they all gain a lot of experience, and like we see who they be. We kind of get like a preview of who they become later throughout the war. Oh. Oh. Especially so with that excited, handprint. It never leaves him. Oh my god, Vinny. I can't believe we're gonna... Oh my god, Vinny. It's already February. We're gonna see the Clone Wars season 7 and I'm not ready at all. Like, my body... Like, okay. I so keep thinking spoiled? that I am. Some... Okay. Oh! Okay, sorry. No okay, spoilers. Go. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go and be like, my body is ready. But, like, am I actually ready to, like, see Order 66 again? Like, I watched it when it came out as a kid. And I remember ball Or I watched episode three as a kid. And I remember bawling my eyes out. I also bawled. I was with my family. We were in the back of, like, a Ford Expedition. And I was just bawling. And my parents didn't know why. And I was just like, you don't get it. What do you mean you don't know why? Like, so clearly. But like, okay, okay. So I thought like, oh, I'm excited for season seven. And then so I have a friend who's like friends with like this this person who does like Star Wars stuff. And they basically gave me like the smallest spoiler. And it's not really a spoiler, like it makes sense like when you when you look at the trailer, like what's happening, and they just basically like told me what was happening. And like like they like gave me that spoiler and my heart sunk and I was just like Oh, that's so profoundly sad. Oh, oh no. no. Like I like I think I pretty but I don't think I am. There's gonna be so much heartbreak. There's anyway. I mean it's Order sixty six, like Palpatine sna- we're gonna see him like no. snap his <sighs> fingers and do the twist. No, like you don't even know. Like it's not even like it's not even like about the Jedi. I don't want the Jedi. Like it's Whoa. Where did Chopper come from? Clones go through. Oh my god. I just I can't. Anyways, this all to say that it's really nice to see them at the start where they're just like hanging out and listening to their radio from whoever the fuck this clone radio station and they're just having a good old time and it's not Palpatine. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, anyways, I'm gonna go over to the cantina and get some spotchka. 
Well, yeah, um, that's uh, might as well. Definitely want to blow up this taco stand and okay. head to that cantina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First round's on me. I, I really gotta think about this one. Oh, yeah. This is the way. The way. Copy that. Locked in for three five.